0: Radio is entertainment for. Are you me? Get my audio? All right. Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand ward. What the heck, EK? This is why I got to do the file maintenance. Okay. <laughs> There's something Holy wrong. cow. Wow. So I just got to check to see. I want to check the live feed see how horrible that looked. (laughs) Probably looked very similar to what we just saw. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, great. That's a great... I can't wait to see that video back. It'll sound great. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Anyway, this is Shock Monkey Radio. Welcome. If somebody says everybody has herpes, they just have herpes themselves. They just want to feel like it's normal to have herpes, and it's not. Welcome again to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, the Madman. On the ones and twos is Ek the DJ. Check us out, FXBG Public Radio. You know, get some get some time in the studio. If you got a song, you want to do a podcast, you want to do a YouTube show, just like me. Hey, it can all be done here at fxbgpublicradio.com. Check it out. Uh, so, uh, I want to remind you that I have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would very much appreciate it. I also have a cash app. Use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio. There you can send me money through cash app. I would appreciate that as well. And you can always email me at madman at And uh, ask me some questions. You may end up in a mailbag segment. I'll keep you anonymous if you want to be. All right, so do me a favor. Uh, When you get a notification for my videos, please click on it, Uh, uh, even if you don't watch it right away. I mean, I've recently learned that that helps with the YouTube YouTube algorithm. It's more it's more important than uh, this mic stand. It's more important than the uh, 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 just being the the subscribers. It's more important when you interact. So, uh, do me a favor. When you get a notification, please click on it. Um, I mean, I hate this. This is the way that YouTube works. You gotta have a su- you have to be super popular with people who don't have jobs, and in, in order to see, be seen by more people, can get to the stand. Kids right. <laughs> jumping around the studio like a little monkey. and I think about the show is more aimed toward, and I think that my show is aimed more towards intelligent people with a playful nature. Uh, people who wouldn't be interested in my videos are probably jobless, dumb, and not at all playful. After all, cancel culture and the changes to social media has all been built to protect people with no sense of humor. Think about that. The internet is built around the kinds of people who would walk out of a comedy show that they paid for. I think the internet just doesn't have the heart to tell the truth. Just because you laugh doesn't mean that you have a sense of humor. Some people just don't have it. And it and it's must be infuriating because instead of laughing and moving along, like they have to, they have to report the video or write a negative review or comment. And I pray for such people. righty. right. Let's get ADD a second. <laughs> I was thinking about how Justin Bieber and uh, uh, joked about fighting Tom Cruise in the Octagon, you know. And I I don't know about you, but I think that is a really good idea. Uh, I would pay to see that fight. Yeah, I've watched Celebrity Deathmatch if it came back. Yeah, to absolutely, me. Celebrity Deathmatch. But I mean, like really, like toe to toe, like really fighting in the octagon, you know. And so, I mean, I I wish that there was a way that we, the people, could vote to get any two public figures to fight. And if you like enter the public eye, you have to let you you automatically get into this voting pool, you know. It's It's part, yeah, part of being Instagram famous means somebody can, you know, we can vote you to fight somebody. And so just think about the matchups we could have. Vladimir Putin versus Donald Trump. I mean, smart money's on the, on Putin, obviously. He's Russian. He's going to fight dirty. But I think Trump, I think Trump would get his licks in, but smart money's on Putin. Thank you, sir. What else? Nancy Pelosi versus Hillary Clinton. Nancy's taller. <laughs> EK, the DJ, ladies and gentlemen, doing it all. Nancy Pelosi versus uh, Hillary Clinton. What do you think? She's got reach, but she's also frail. Yeah. Hillary They're gets both one frail. good punch in. Yeah. She's breaking something. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't know where I'd put my money on that. How about uh, Demi Lovato versus Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish. Billie easy. Eilish, yeah. She's stabber. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Michael Rooker versus Charles Dance. Rooker. Rooker, yeah. <laughs> Tim Poole versus Andy No. Andy No. And I hope Andy No. <laughs> I would love to see Andy <laughs> No kick the crap out of Tim Pool. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Crowder versus Joe Rogan. You have the money's on Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's trained. I think he, he trains more intensely than yeah. Steven Crowder does. And Steven Crowder recently had surgery, too. So, uh, yeah, this that probably wouldn't be a good matchup. Ben Shapiro versus Ethan Klein. I'd love to see Ben's Ben whoop fighting his ass. not anyone. I know. It's a shame. Yeah, he's not well, fighting Well, you can't anyone. be famous anymore. Back to, back to entertainment law with you. <laughs> you can write for your wife's blog. There you go. Uh, Logan Paul versus RuPaul. RuPaul, because that's super t- tall, long reach. I know Ru- My smart money's on RuPaul. Uh, easy, but and even, even fair with fight. Logan Paul's training and fighting and all that, like you got to understand, RuPaul grew up in a t- in the eighties. Yes, when yes being a trans life's life's in the eighties. Yes, and very capable of defending herself. Yes. Anyway, so I was watching the credits in the movie the other day, and I was thinking about you know these accountants that I'm seeing in the credits of this movie and these administrators that are in the credits of this movie get more credit than any other accountants and administrators anywhere else in the world. And I think that there's something wrong about that because administrators and accountants shouldn't be important at all. That's just a random thought. Question for you ladies, you mothers out there in specific. Uh, Leading up to the birth, do you do any womanscaping Down there, I mean, women generally fret about every single hair on their body, so I imagine they don't want nurses and doctors making jokes about your unkempt bush. I mean, why add to the humiliation you will be experiencing on the day of birth? I mean, plus you don't want your son or daughter emerging from the jungle into this world. I mean, am I wrong? Do women ever talk about this? Do they do this? I just never had the guts to ask a mother this question. Somewhat uncouth, I suppose. (sighs) Just a couple of random ADD thoughts. Imagine if the RoboCop program was successful and Detroit became the safest city in America in the mid eighties, or whenever that movie is supposed to take place. Crime drops to record levels, never before seen in any city or even county. Business and commerce return in force to the Detroit metropolitan area making every city and township interested in Omnicorp's RoboCop program. Next thing you know, instead of cops with body cams, you get RoboCops patrolling all over America and around about the time where we are now, chronologically speaking. RoboCops everywhere. RoboCops showing up at parties on Friday nights, being like, if you are underage and consuming alcohol, you are subject to the fullest extent of the law. Maybe RoboCops pulling people over. I pulled you over this evening because you're driving 26% erratic by our algorithms, and as you know, 20% is probable cause for a field sobriety test. Or they could pull up into a trailer park restraining a woman saying, if you strike your common law husband again, I will place you under arrest. My point is that walking tank men as cops are only really needed in crime-ridden places like Detroit. But not long after the RoboCop program is implemented, crime would drop in a serious way. And you don't need so much armor, but rather you need more humanity when dealing with the public. Tons of criminals have mental illnesses. Can you expect a cyborg to express compassion towards a crazy person? What I mean is there, are far more, there is far more to police work than just shooting a bunch of nuke dealers. There's a scene in one of those first uh, awesome RoboCop movies where he saves a woman from a rape, and afterwards she clung to RoboCop in need of a human comfort, but he coldly informs her that he contacted a sexual assault counselor or something. Can you imagine RoboCops escorting veteran bikers and funerals? Would RoboCops join the fraternal order of police or fly thin thin blue line flags? Would the human cops who got fired protest against Omnicorp I just think it's a good thing that the RoboCop program didn't go so smoothly because you don't need a bulletproof cyborg cop for a noise complaint or a legal window tint. Because RoboCop's a non-fiction movie. So um, a face mask is still a part of my everyday carry. You know, you have everyday carry. You know, a knife, wallet, keys, phone, and cloth face mask. Now, don't get me wrong. I haven't used it in months, and I've never, I've never washed it intentionally. All right, I just, I would leave it in my pants, and boom, I consider that washed enough. All right. And uh, the reason I carry it is, that I have no intention of wearing it. It's just that there might be some mask Nazi out there somewhere who may stand between me and my beer, or between me and my groceries. Or me and my Five Guys burger. The last time I was in Five Guys was like a year ago. Don't don't clip that out of context. So I was in this Five Guys, and almost, and most everyone was wearing a mask, but I was not. <coughs> but I carry my mask, remember? So I was placing my order, and the girl at the register kept asking, do you have a mask? And I would answer yes and keep on placing my order. She asked me thrice if I had a mask, and I answered yes each time. She never said, can you please put on your mask, probably, probably because she was a fairly smart young lady who understands that Americans like myself and herself don't like being told what to do. Perhaps she realized that she was the only one making any kind of fuss about my lack of mask and didn't feel the need to press the issue further. And that's how I wiggled out of that little situation. She wasn't about to turn away a paying customer just because of the mask issue. My point is that I carry my mask as a last resort but I will deny and be difficult and only put on the mask after a litany of protestations. I went into my bank once. Yes, some people go inside banks sometimes. A tiny lady, seriously like 411, came up to me and told me I needed to wear a mask if I wanted service. I protested by saying I am too young to be concerned about invisible viruses. I wasn't at risk, I wasn't sick. Why do I have to wear a mask? And she said, I have to wear a mask or leave. So I put on the mask while buying like a sheep. That's why I carry it. Some tiny tyrant out there might stand between me and my money, or between me and my beer, or between me and my burger. Being that I'm a guy who rarely wears the mask and makes quite a stink about being forced to wear one, I've run into many people who have something awful to say to me for not wearing a mask. I went to public school in the 80s, so name-calling doesn't bother me but I have noticed certain demographic trends about the tiny tyrants who feel the need to comment on my mask status. A large majority are white, Caucasian people. A large majority are women. In fact, I think only one male had anything to say say to me about it. 100% of them are shorter than me at 5'11". They say 5'11 is average for males, but it's large enough to make these tiny tyrants want to topple the big guy. Hitler was 5'9". Napoleon was 5'6". Now, I'm not saying short people are bad. I would hope not. Okay. I'm not saying short people are bad. I'm just saying that if short people get any kind of power, they tend to bring a little grudge with them. Some people want to think that people like Hitler or Napoleon are rarities of the human condition. If this mask nonsense has taught me anything... It's that there are tiny tyrants everywhere willing to exploit this pandemic for every ounce of power that they can. Dr. Fauci is 5'7". I'm just saying. I mean, I'm only talking. And my question is, when will my mask stop being a part of my everyday carry? All right, sharks. Let's say we meet in the park at 11 p.m. No blades, no chains, no brass knuckles. We'll have ourselves a rumble. Man, I wish gangs would actually do that. I'm all about mutual combat, as long as there's no weapons involved. But the greasers will always have at least one guy with a blade, and you can bet your poodle skirt that one of those socios has a baseball bat in his car. I don't know if gang warfare was ever honorable. But kids these days growing up the streets of cities like Chicago... Are shooting each other before they are getting a driver's license. I don't suppose I don't suppose you could ever stop gangs. But I wish that they would do something other than shooting at each other. Oh, I know you liberals out there think removing the guns can stop it, but no. Obeying laws has never been gangs' short suit, strong suit, excuse me. Think about Craig's dad in Friday. He didn't want his kids growing up in a neighborhood where you'd need a gun to cross the street. Put down the gun and put up your fists. Now you're a man. Willing to take a beating and survive, not to mention the prospect of getting a few licks in of your own. That's much better than recklessly slinging slinging, slinging lead around your neighborhood and bleeding to death because the ambulance driver is too scared to drive in your neighborhood. It's not heroic to pick up a gun. A hero puts down a gun. I wish gangs would do more singing and dancing. I wish gangs would kick out members simply because they have too many tenors as it is. Hey, dog, Corn Pop can't jete for shit. We gotta kick them out of the Crips. Hell yeah, I'm all about a West Side Story-style gang warfare. I think gangs should be perfectly legal if they had West Side Story requirements for membership. They can even fight if they dance fight and perhaps even sing a song while they do it. Maybe one or two people get stabbed, one shark, one jet. That's a push, but it's better than multiple shooting victims and more entertaining, for that matter. If cops pull over a car full of gang members, he would have the right to make them get out and perform a doo-wop song or a dance routine. I know there's those gangster rappers out there, but trust me, fellas, a man could still be hard and know how to harmonize with the rest of his gang. And dancing keeps you limber for those dance fight rumbles. I wish they would... They wouldn't deal in drugs and guns as well. I wish they just raced Dead Man's Curve every Friday night in their customized cars. Gangbangers still get custom rides, right? That still ha- that hasn't changed. But they don't make some hottie drop a rag and then they race down dead man's curve. Why can't it be like this in- why can't it life be like it is in fiction? Young men killing each other every day in America's streets. I wish this problem could be solved with a song like a musical. Hey, Tyrone, I think we should learn a little Shop of horse songs because I could really belt out, feed me Seymour. Feed me all night long. Anyway, it's a serious problem, and I need to imagine a better world because of it. <sighs> all right, <clears throat> let's get into the news worth knowing. I wasn't ready. Yeah, might be a short one today. Got a little emotional during that last bit. Uh, for the story, high school lunch photo shared by New York dad has parents concerned. One Facebook user commented that the serving looked like toddler portions, while another one who works for the school works at the school said the pot portions are regulated. Yep, the father's sparking a conversation on Facebook after sharing a photo of his teenager's cafeteria lunch. Chris Vangelo, a data of four, spoke with Fox News about the Post, which is garnering attention from parents in his upstate New York community. Vangelo said all of his children attend Parrishville-Hopkinton Central School District, and his 16-year-old son has been sending him pictures of the lunches he has been served at school in recent months. Quote, he started complaining that lunch was not enough, Vangelo Uh, told Fox news adding one of the, one of my other kids sent me the same picture and I knew they had a a game coming up I was thinking if these kids are playing basketball, that is not enough for them. I know we don't live in a very rich area, but some kids really rely on school for lunch. I'm going to describe these pictures to you here in a second on, uh, January 12th, Vangelo, uh, posted an image to Facebook, uh, of the food, his son was served for lunch. Four chicken nuggets, a side of carrots, side of rice, and a carton of fat-free chocolate milk. He wrote that that one of his other children didn't have any dry, tasteless carrots because none of uh, none were apparently available when he arrived at his lunch period. Quote: They have been been complaining that since since the lunches are now free for everyone, the portions have dropped. Vangelo wrote on Facebook: I got this photo today. It really is ridiculous. Don't come at with me with you get what you pay for, or just send them the food crap. Send them with food crap either. Uh, yeah, we could do that. And sometimes the kids do choose to bring something from home or we'll buy an extra lunch or get more, uh, more in them to get through a day. He continued in the post. The problem is not that it's not all families can do that. In a statement regarding Vangelo's Facebook post, superintendent William E. Collins shared a public message on the parish, Parishville Hopkinton central school district website. That name is a tongue twister. (laughs) This, this week, this is a quote this week. A Concerned Parents Facebook post about a Parishville-Hopkinton school lunches uh, went viral, Collins wrote. "This The concerns expressed clearly resonated with students and parents as evidenced by the number of comments and shares. In a comment provided by Fox News, Collins said the school contracts through BOCES, Boards of Cooperative Educational Services, for food service purchases. Quote, we fall under the same nutritional guidelines as every other public school in the nation, so there are limitations on just how varied school lunches can be from one school to another. Collinsville wrote in an email to Fox. Some of the lunches in the photos are misleading because they show incomplete serving sizes that do not contain all of the choices available to students through the lunch line. However, it is clear that many students and parents would like to see a change. Uh, Collins recently announced that he and the cafeteria manager plan on working with a group of students and parents and representatives uh, from its wellness committee to explore how to make lunches more appetizing. Doesn't that sound like a shitload of bureaucracy right there? (laughs) Golly. Anyway, uh, quote, while still meeting strict USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture requirements of the National School Lunch Program and without increasing costs. We have some wonderful uh, farmers within our school district who have expressed an interest in uh, getting local farm fresh ingredients on students' plates. Collins told Fox, our staff, along with their spouses and students, recently volunteered their time and labor after school and on weekends to transform our courtyard into an outdoor learning space with uh, raised growing beds so classes can learn about growing food. Collins went on. Additionally, we have an active wellness committee committee that partners with a, a county health initiative to find funding sources for healthy food choices like our smoothie cart and healthier classroom celebrations. Vangelis said his son plays after-school sports and usually eats r- lunch around 11 a.m. While school lunch is free, Vangelis offers his kids extra cash in case they're still hungry and want to purchase a second lunch or a snack at the local convenience store down the street. In the comments section of Vangela's post, one person said, uh, who said she is also a Parishville Hop- Hopkinton student shared a photo of the same lunch, writing, I do not want the dry carrots or mushy rice but to be okay with setting me off with this much for lunch—that's ridiculous. Another row. I cooked for toddlers at daycare a couple years, and this is a toddler. This is toddler portions. One commenter who said she worked at the school said it has nothing to do with the school. The portions are regulated. I work at a school. It's two ounces protein, two ounce grain, one and a half cup of fruit, one and a half cup of veg for elementary and middle school kids. High school is a little more. It has nothing to do with a school and/or budget. All right. These. These pictures are ridiculous. You should go look look at them. Uh, the one, the most appetizing one is the pizza one, and the pizza one looks okay. The pizza looks like it might be okay. I've had worse school pizzas, but it, it's just a one slice of pizza. It's uh, the the little like pint of milk, and three orange wedges. All right, another picture has like this uh, like a breadstick. Uh, what was that? Uh, peach jam or something? Or no peaches. Those look like, uh, I don't know, chicken balls or something like that. (laughs) This one has like four chicken nuggets, two ketchup packets, a little dipping sauce. I can't tell what it is. Milk, dry rice, and disgusting looking carrots. This other one has a breadstick. It looks like some marinara sauce, an ice cream scoop of mac and cheese, three orange slices in the milk. You know, um, I was a kid who ate school lunches, you know. If your parent, if both your parents work or anything like that, you know, it's they may not be able to make lunches for you, they, you know, or you, in, you know, may not have groceries at the house or something like that. I mean, I, I think it's better that you always, you know, you don't trust some bureaucracy when it comes to food, but I mean, sometimes you have to rely on that. And I think, you know, school lunches. <laughs> It's just all going to hell. You know, the, I think that they're, they're just spending too much money on this, like, critical race theory nonsense. And they're hiring all the hiring all these loser teachers that, you know, you know all they do is they bring their college dorm experiences with them. and Teaching a bunch of preschoolers and kindergartners how it was. That orgy was so awesome, preschooler. You know? You know what I'm talking about? What are you doing with the tax dollars? That's what I want to know. Anyway, it makes me a little mad. Anyway, let's go on this next story, which is interestingly convoluted. Uh, Stephen Colbert ripped for misogyny after mocking Mrs. Hamburglar Kristen Cinema over filid- filibuster support. <clears throat> you got it? I'll let that sink in. Okay. Left-wing comedian Stephen Colbert labeled uh, both the legislative filibuster and Senator Kristen Sinema from Arizona as, an anti-demo- as anti-democratic tools Monday night as he blasted her support for the former and mocked her appearance. Cinema and Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia have maintained their support for the filibuster, which essentially kills Democrats' hopes of passing a pair of election overhaul bills. In a Senate speech last week, Cinema told colleagues that while she supports the legislation, she believes that getting rid of the filibuster would worsen an, uh, the underlying disease of division infecting our country. The voting rights administ- uh, legislation, Colbert said in summary Monday night, was derailed thanks to the, Air- the Air- to Arizona Senator and Mrs. Hamburgler taking a shot at Cinema, showing her an, uh, uh, the audience a picture of her wearing a, a black and white striped sweater. He also hit Cinema by saying the filibuster is her first love. What a dork. And Colbert has also disagreed with cinema's argument, saying that 50 Republican senators filibusting, filibustering the election bills represent millions of fewer Americans than the senators who support it. Quote, stop acting like the filibuster is anything other than an anti democratic tool, which is also a pretty good description of Christian cinema, he added. Colbert's critics described his idea of humor as nothing more than pure partisan politics and hit him for making misogynistic comments about cinema. Others suggested Colbert's comments are protected since he is not a conservative. Hold on a second. Misogynistic. <clears throat> I don't understand. Anyway, because a Hamburglar is a guy? I thought gender didn't mean anything to you people. Anyway, uh, every every time it's, a, it's good to insult a woman's appearance. Ah, uh, there it is. And when it has nothing to do with the subject at hand, as long as you're not, quote, behaving. You see, feminism, CNN contributor, <laughs> feminism, CNN contributor, Mathren, Mary Catherine Ham tweeted, sorry, <laughs> quote, the misogyny of the radical left has been in full display the last few days. CNN Scott Jennings said, <laughs> several progressive Democrats and media pundits have come after Cinema and Manchin for their opposition to striking down the filibuster with some taking a page out of Colbert's book and deciding to go after her appearance and attitude as well. The View's Whoopi Goldberg poked fun at Cinema's uh, voice last month, using a Valley Girl accent to mock the senator's opposition to President Biden's Build Back Better plan with her insistence that she's not switching parties. Quote, so this has been a... Uh, so has she just been misunderstood or is she trying to, like, I don't know, join in t- join into the victory lap? Goldberg said mockingly. Other liberal media outlets defended pro, uh, protesters who followed cinema into a bathroom at Arizona State University last year. The liberal site Jezebel published a piece about uh, titled Absolute, Absolutely Bully Christed Cinema Outside of Her Bathroom Stall, while Daily Beast editor Molly Jong-Fast downplayed the incident. Quote, bathroom gate is, dumb, is a dumb fake scandal and conservatives pretended to care about Christed Cinema is kind of hilarious, she tweeted. <clears throat> Colbert continued to hammer the filibuster, along with his guest Senator uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Warren, from Massachusetts. Later in the show, who the most awkward woman I've ever seen in my entire life. If you, I saw this clip, she is weird. Anyway, later in the show, uh, uh, with uh, Senator Warren suggesting that the Senate be eliminated. If the filibuster can't be next because it's uh, it's the most anti-democratic institution next to the judiciary because the judiciary judiciary is the only way it is because the Senate is the way it is. Wow, you have no idea how government works, do you? How our government works, do you? (laughs) The problem is opposite. We don't need to get rid of the Senate. We need to get rid of the House of Representatives. Okay. (laughs) Ooh, editorial right in the middle there. I'm sorry. Uh, so no one would drop a single tear. I don't understand what possible uh, positive purpose the United States Senate provides right now. He basically told a senator to their face, I, I don't think we need you. <laughs> I think you're a pointless employee. <laughs> you, you invited her on the show. Anyway, Colbert has been a fervent Democratic Party party booster since joining CBS in 2015. At one point whimpering, I miss you, to a clip of former President Obama nerd. Last last August, he was spotted dancing with Senate Majority Le- uh, Leader Chuck Schumer from New York, uh, a former supporter of keeping the filibuster Colbert now dutifully loathes. <clears throat> uh, Schumer from New York is forcing votes on the election bills and possible carve-out of the filibuster this week. Despite his current quest to cut down the filibuster, he staunchly defended the legislative tool in 2003 when the Republicans were in power. The bottom line is this. We are defending the Constitution. We are saying that, we should, that there should be some balance, Schumer said in 2003 floor speech. President Bush didn't win by a landslide. The Senate is not 62 to 38 or 70 to 30. The country is narrowly divided, and that means when laws are made, they move toward the middle. They move to the middle. That's hilarious. That's a hilarious quote to pull from the past. <laughs> because it's exactly the same issue. God bless reasonable Democrats like Kristen Cinema and that dude from West Virginia, whatever his name, Manchin, Joe Manchin. God bless reasonable Democrats because getting rid of the filibuster is ridiculous because you know you're going to need it again. You know, I want my government in there. That's why I want to get rid of the House of Representatives. We don't need them. Just have the senators argue it out. To, and then have them filibuster each other. Because I don't want them passing anything. I don't want them making laws. I don't want them up there doing nothing. That's why we need less of them. It's like, we don't need to pay that many people to do nothing. Shit, shit I do. I could do nothing on my own. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to this next story. I'm probably sure you've heard about this. Uh, Texas Synagogue Hostage Suspect Timeline. Uh, Malik Faisal Akram's criminal record and when he entered the U.S. All right. U.S. and U.K. authorities have been slow to confirm details of all, of the timeline of when British suspect accused of taking Jewish wor- worshippers hostage at Texas syne- uh, at a Texas synagogue entered the country undetected. The nearly 11-hour standoff at Congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas, about 15 miles n- northeast of Fort Worth ended Saturday night with a 44-year-old gunman, Malik Faisal Ak- Akram, dead and all hostages safe. Reports indicate Akram had been staying at a homeless shelter in the Dallas uh, area the day before after uh, the day before after coming, what in the world? The day before after coming into the US at New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport. Akram's criminal background, which reportedly dates back at least two decades and includes a recent prison stint following a two- 2012 conviction of on theft and harassment charges has critics wondering how the man from Blackburn in England didn't trip any uh, security safeguards when entering the U S all right. So here's uh, like the timeline of stuff that he did like 1996 suspect's brother, uh, Gulbar Akram, excuse me, told New York times that Malik Fasal Akram was arrested at age 19 for uh, wielding a baseball bat during a fight with his cousins and spent a six month stint at a young offense young offenders Institute. Gulbar, Golbar Akram said their parents had immigrated from uh, to the UK from Pakistan in the 60s and raised six sons in Blackburn, England. September 21 of 2001, rare judicial ban was issued against Akram in September 2001 following the 9/11 of terrorist attacks on US soil, a British official confirmed to Fox News. He was restricted from the Blackburn Magistrates Court in September 2001 due to an outburst in a courtroom. The UK's Telegraph reported just just a day after four planes were hijacked and crashed in, uh, by Jihad pilots, Akram was accused of uh, remarking to Lanc- Lancashire court ushers, you should have been on the effing plane, according to a letter written by Peter Wells, the deputy ju- justice clerk uh, to the La- Lancashire Magistrates Committee. Friggin' Middle Earth, man. <clears throat> uh, this caused a great deal of distress to an individual, this is a quote, who is simply doing his job and should not be subjected to foul abuse, Wells said, describing how Akram had been a regular menace, hurling uh, hurling, threatening and abusive language at staff for months, even when he isn't due before the bench. In order to protect the health and safety of staff, Akram was told he would be held in contempt of court or face a fine, uh, other than when to due to appear in court to answer a summons or surrender to bail to make payment in respect of any outstanding financial penalty. Jeez! Oh my God! And then there's way more accurate (laughs) after 2012. I'm not going to read all this stuff, but he has a long, long history of being crazy, (laughs) being you know a crazy Muslim. Let's be honest, what it is, you know, because a lot of a lot of these news organizations they're they're ignoring this, you know, when the news all this news broke of this of what this horrible horrible event that happened in Texas. You know, they're you got even the police chief or whether the FBI out there is like, well, we don't know exactly what the motive is of a Muslim guy taking a bunch of people in a synagogue hostage on Sabbath. You know what I'm talking about? It, 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 it's because like it's somehow to like the mainstream media, it's like Muslims are more oppressed than than Jews. And so, you know, they got to be on the side of the Muslims, which is ridiculous because a lot of these crazy-ass Muslims who, you know, they, want, they hate and kill Jews. They hate and want to kill Jews. You know, it's, it's, not all, it's not all Muslims, but holy cow. Let's be honest about, you know, what we're talking about here. <laughs> you know, there's a ton, a lot of radicalization. You know, it's a disproportionate amount of radicalization when it comes to Islam. But the news doesn't want to address that. They don't want to address that. I don't know what happened since, since September 11th and you know but you know radical Islamists, individuals, not necessarily the the, the the religion or ideology or anything like that, they're a real issue and they're a real issue every day just like Russia's a real issue every day and China's a real issue every day. all right? It just irritates me that, you know, you can't, they're out there saying, it's like, well, we don't know what it is, but it sure is an anti semitism Get out of town. Get out of town. Every, every I think everyone knows what truly happened there. And thank God that, you know, there are some qualified people who put it into that thing. How with a gun? Because violence can check violent people. Anyway. Let's talk about something closer to home for this next story. Virginia voters on why they switched parties to back Glenn Youngkin. Quote, Democrats weren't listening. So Virginia voters who were previously lifelong Democrats switched their vote from blue to red in support of Governor Glenn Youngkin as issues regarding education took center stage in the contentious election. Fairfax County uh, parent Brianna Howard uh, lifelong Democrat Sond- uh, Sandra Davis and mother of two Bethany Heim joined Fox and Friends First to discuss why they voted Republican during the Virgin- Virginia gubernatorial race. Quote, my f- key focus was education, and I felt like Democrats were not listening to the voices of the parents and our concerns throughout the COVID pandem- pandemic related to school closures. Howard told Griff Jenkins, that can't be a real name, and Republicans, especially g- uh, Governor Yunkin, she went on to say. Uh, when he was running his campaign was listening to our voice and made clear action plans to address the concerns. Davis Eckert echoed Howard's sentiment, explaining how many children making children a priority was uh, one of her main focuses when casting her ballot last fall. Spelling error. I would like nominate uh, nothing to be more I would like nothing more to still be a Democrat, Davis stated. Locally my own on the Democratic uh, committee actually refused admittance to me recently because of my support for Glenn Youngkin. Wow. But putting children first, so I basically have no political home. Wow. They wouldn't let you even go to the meeting because she supported with Glenn Youngkin. Wow. Haim also stressed the importance of quality education and reopening schools for per, uh, in-person learning, but she was met with pushback from her left-wing peers. Quote, I was, I was, just really frustrated It was just really frustrating trying to speak to my Democratic, my Democrat representatives. Said Heim, it was like talking to a brick wall because I wanted s- schools open or some sort of game plan to get schools open, and I even want a game plan to get masks off. They treated me as if I was a Republican. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Governor Glenn Youngkin has. Uh, was sworn in over the weekend as the first Republican governor since uh, 2009 and signed 11 executive orders on his first day in office. It's awesome. Check them out. Uh, Among those actions was an executive order banning critical race theory in public schools and revoking the school mask mandate, allowing parents the freedom to choose if their children will mask up in the classroom. Quote, they need to listen to our voices, Howard explained. What I found throughout the school uh, closure is that many of the Democrat candidates that I voted for, they were more concerned about appeasing the teachers unions than they were to providing adequate educational services to our students and listening to parents. Boom, 100% correct. Teachers unions are a bad thing. Unions are a bad thing. There was a dramatic red leaning shift in party preference in 2021, giving the Republican party its largest lead since 1995. So I, I think that's awesome. God bless reasonable Democrats. Uh, it's it's a shame that you know a, these they're a lot of these Democrats or moderate Democrats are getting pushed out of the nest in many ways because the uh, Democratic Party has gone so crazy left, you know. And um, I think that you know I, I'm serious when I say God bless reasonable Democrats. You know, Democrats that say, hey, we need to keep the filibuster. Democrats that say, hey, we need to get these schools open. We need to get these masks off. You know stuff like that. It's 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 important because those are reasonable people who who understand life a little bit. They're you know they're a little bit more practical. You know a lot of these far leftists they're they're dreamers. They're you know they're you know they get insulted and they're like it's just because you want to bang me. You know they're juvenile people, idiots. They're idiots. You know you got to think of the government as the DMV. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of people who just, they're just they just—they are want to do the minimum amount of time they have to do and then even fart around while they're doing that. Okay? That's what these people are. They think they're way more important. They're, they're just like Hollywood celebrities. They think they're way more important than they really are. Anyway, let's get into these last two news stories, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, I like to lighten it up towards the end, so I feel a little bit better. <laughs> so, uh, Florida Jogger used martial arts to fight off an attacker who wanted his body for fantasies. That's quite disturbing. <laughs> that's And that's why you learn martial arts, kids. All right. Florida teenager, Florida man, is charged with an attempted murder after deputies say he came up with a planned to kill a jogger and keep his body in a closet, quote, to fulfill his sexual fantasies. Logan Smith, 18, of Coco, allegedly attacked the jogger Monday, but his plans were thwarted, thwarted, when the victim overpowered him using martial arts. Smith was reportedly detained until deputies arrived at the scene. (laughs) Good for you. According to an arrest report detained by Fox 35 Orlando. Investigators said Smith, had a rubber mallet, an aerosol can of Axe body spray, a belt from a robe, and a sheet laid out in the driveway of his residence to assist in his plot. Oh, see, so he, was, he was really crazy. He was really crazy. The defendant walked directly across the street where he hid behind a light bulb. <laughs> he placed the mallet and the Axe aerosol on the ground next to him, and he waited for the victim to come running down the street, as he did as regularly as he did regularly to exercise. The arrest affidavit states, "Oh my God, Smith then allegedly tossed the robe belt over the victim's head until it was around the front of the victim's neck. The victim immediately realized what was happening and used his martial arts training to turn the tables on his attacker." Deputies say, "I like that phrase: he used his martial arts training to turn the tables on his attacker." That's alliteration. Deputies say Smith admitted that he was uh, watching the victim's routine for about six weeks. And this is what she came up with. In six... <laughs> and made the decision to kill him after watching, about, uh, watching a movie that showed violent murderous acts. Okay. Smith reportedly detailed he was going to kill the victim by strangulation before dragging his body into his home on the bed sheet. He said the mallet was meant to strike the victim and the aerosol would be sprayed into the victim's eyes, disabling his vision. Oh, this guy's a... Tactical genius. <laughs> uh, "Quote." He further uh, planned to place the victim's body into his closet, where the defendant stated he would that no one would know, and the defendant would have the victim's body all to himself. The defendant stated that he also planned to play with the victim and fulfill his sexual fantasies. The arrest report said, "The victim told deputies he runs about, he runs about four times a week and has never met, seen, or spoken to Smith." Smith is being held without bond at Brevard County Jail, according to online booking records. He is scheduled to appear in court on February 10th. Oh, man. Holy cow. Uh, Who's that from Always Sunny? The McPoyles? We'll kill you and play with your bodies. Especially Dennis. That's intimidating as hell. That's scary as hell. You know? (laughs) That's why you learn martial arts, kids. And this guy sounds like he was like planning for six weeks, and he came up with axe body str- spray and a rubber mallet. Seriously, that's how you're gonna keep a bathrobe belt. That's how you're gonna catch a jogger. <laughs> what a crazy person! Anyway, and that's why you learn martial arts. Let's get into this last news story because Americans are the best. <coughs> California pothole gate vigilantes make repair them make repairs themselves instead of waiting for the city Some San Francisco area residents have had it with waiting for the city to send crews to fix potholes on the roadways and have taken it upon themselves to make the repairs The quote, pothole gate vigilantes have patched around 130 potholes in Viejo as of Tuesday and have raised more than $7,000 via a GoFundMe page to purchase asphalt and other repair materials Quote, it's gotten where it's dangerous, David Marsteller, a volunteer with the group, Fox, uh, told Fox News. Quote, every day on our Facebook platforms, we're, we're seeing five or six people posted pictures of tires bent, tires blown out. Oh, geez, Louise. The group numbers uh, around six to ten people who met through a community Facebook page where they asked if, asked if they would be willing to pitch in to fix roads. Images shared by Marsteller showed the potholes deep enough to partially place orange cones inside and others that could do serious damage to car tires and rims. In a weekly newsletter, Viejo Mayor Robert Mc- Mc- McConnell uh, said that he, he wanted to discourage the private repair of potholes, Fox affiliate KTVU-TV reported. Quote, it could be hazardous a, ha- a hazardous task to undertake repairs without the proper help with traffic control. He wrote, often these efforts and money will be wasted without adequate comp- compaction techniques if the rain carries away the a- asphalt once again. During one job, Marsteller uh, said group members were given a legal order to stop working by a city employee. However, he said as long as people keep donating, they will continue to make pothole repairs. The reason for their success, he said, is that they aren't bound by the time-consuming and costly regulations and legalities placed upon municipalities. (laughs) Very concise. They have sent out, uh, quote, they have sent out an engineer. They have to send out an engineer, someone to analyze, and then they have to do forensics where forensics, we could just get it done, he said. We're free to do it, and this is something that can easily be done. The group's next endeavor is to tackle trash on the streets and the removal of abandoned vehicles. Americans are the best. All right? Because let's face it, you know, the, the reason why those potholes aren't getting filled— considering how much you are taxed in that area in California. And like, where's that money going? If your streets are getting torn up to that degree, that's my point. And, you know, because the, uh, those people getting together to, you know, get donations. That's just like how taxes are supposed to work. This is the tax money. where like, we're going to take this tax money, spend it responsibly without getting a whole bunch of, you know, college educated eco nerds out there to say if it's good or not you know, get the right mix of asphalt or whatever. No, you just go down and you get some you know, sackcrete, quick concrete. You pour it in. You do it. You friggin' do it. And that's the point. And that's what they were saying is that you know, it, it takes so long to get these things done because it's got to go through all the slow ass bureaucracy. When I could just go out there and put a little bit of sackcrete in there <laughs> and be done with it. Holy cow. And I think that shows the failure of, like, governments and, you know, why, you know, how corrupt and awful government is. Anyway, so I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I'd appreciate it very much. I'll, uh, also, I have a cash app. Use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio. You can send me money through cash app that way. I would appreciate it very much. I have books available on amazon.com. Look for... Uh, the author Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's on Amazon. I got books on there for digital download. I got the three Exit 13 books. Read the description of them so you make sure you read them in order, but those are like 99 cents each. And then I got, uh, you know, The Bunny Years, a memoir for under five bucks. And I got uh, The Ravings of a Madman, which is basically a bunch of writings I've done for the show. <laughs> and that's uh, also about five bucks. Amazon.com for digital download. Buy my books. I would appreciate it very much. Patreon.com slash shock radio or hashtag shock monkey radio. I would appreciate that as well. This is going to be the end of our show. Uh, this has been shock monkey radio. I am the madman and I love you.